Well, we're going to uh, finish up actually a short series. We may come back and do something related to this a little later, but we're going to finish our, our series on roles today. Let me begin in Colossians 3, verse 17. It says, and, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all. Everybody say, do all. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I think when you do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, you're doing it for his glory. Hello? And what are we talking about? Whatever you do in word, deed, do all. We're talking about our roles in life. And I think that our roles are actually pretty obvious if you, if you stop and think about it. And I can prompt that again for you. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a father-in-law. I'm a grandfather. Uh, I'm, an, I'm a boss. I'm a pastor. I'm a, a lifelong learner. I'm a chaplain. I'm a, a superhero. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pirate. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I got drifting. Uh, but you know, you, you know your different roles in life and how we handle those roles. And this is uh, incredibly important. Whatever you do, whatever your roles are, you are to do those roles in a way that brings glory to God. And again, going back to what we shared uh, prior to offering time, so that your life can, can be blessable. Also, we have to realize that whatever role you or I would fulfill, it's all connected. It's, it, it counts. It's going to affect somebody else. I, I said it's going to affect somebody else. So if I miss my entrance, so to speak, because this word roles, it's a theatrical term and it has to do with the part that you play in, in the, in the big story. And if you or I miss our entrance, we don't show, we flub our lines. We say the wrong thing. We we're in the wrong scene. It doesn't just hurt us. It hurts other people. All of us have been affected that way. You know, we've got people that are absentee in our life or, or they're so messed up with other things that they, they can't fulfill a role that they're supposed to have in our, in our life. And what we need to make sure is that, is that we get that right, that God would help us with that. And we must realize that it's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's, a, it's about how that connects and, and counts for so many other lives. Now, we must stay involved, and, and we listed out a number of roles I believe it's super important, studies show this too, that you need to be involved in four or five of those roles every week. Four or five of those roles every week if you're going to be healthy. Because here's what happens. It gives you margin. It gives you variety. It gives you exposure to other people. It's the distribution of self, which is always helpful, that you're pouring out of yourself and then exposed to other people. And what that does, uh, that builds you up. It builds other people up. There's great joy and energy in that. And, and that is a healthy, healthy thing uh, to be. The caution would be is that we get stuck in one or two roles. Because when you just get stuck in doing one or two roles, and that's all you do, you're going to burn out. Because you're out of balance, you'll start to wear a flat side at least one. And it hinders and hurts you, hinders and hurts other people, and, and you'll burn out. Amen. Here's the other thing, and I want you to get this. This is very serious here. If you are one of those that's living in just one or two roles, that's the way you live. You know, it's all work and it's all this. And I got to do, if, if you're just stuck in those, whatever they are, listen to this. One of them at least is an idol. 
And that's a dangerous thing because it's become too big, too important. It's in the wrong place. And, and you say, but it's a good thing. It's a necessary thing. I, I get that. But if it's in the wrong place, if it's too important, if it's too big, if it's in the wrong place, it's an idol. And here's the bad news about any kind of idol, okay? In your day of trouble, it will not be able to help you. No matter how faithful you've been to that idol, it just does not have capacity or ability to help you in the day of trouble. And anything you put ahead of God is not going to be blessed. God will knock out idols out of the way. So it's important that we keep all of that very, very balanced. Now, in our roles... Your roles are going to require a certain number of of things. Most roles have to do with some measure of relationship. Are y'all here? Come on, y'all should be like happy, you know? Okay. Uh, Or you're yelling at us. Well, not really yelling at you, okay? Um, Our roles usually involve relationships of one level or another. And so you have to know this, that your roles are going to require, as you fulfill roles, it's going to require time. It's going to require energy. It's going to require focus. It's going to require resources. And so um, one of my roles is dad. One of my favorite roles is dad and being a dad. And and yesterday, uh, my 13-year-old came to me. He said he comes with a, a Frisbee, a big Frisbee. Hey, Dad, what you doing? Okay, I have to measure some things first. You know, Saturday, I'm studying, I'm doing this, I'm trying to energy up and all that stuff. And so if you go through the little checklist, here's, here's what, if we're not careful, by default we'll do. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. And you know what I thought, though? I'm, I'm Dad right now. So I gave the time. I gave the energy. I gave the focus. I had a blast. And we, we had such a good time and played so long that finally it was him that said, okay, dad, just five more. And then, and then we'll go, we'll go in. So it's important that we get in this role and realize any role that you're in, if you're going to do it right, you're going to have to focus while you're there, wherever you are, be all there. And it's going to take some time. It's going to take some energy. With all that said, let's, let's realize something here. I believe that there's a conspiracy to drain off and divert time, energy, focus, resources. I think there's a spiritual struggle. I I truly do. I think there's a spiritual battle for those things. And you have to pay attention to that. And you have to be smart to that. And you have to be willing to bring it on because I will fight through. I I will find the energy. I will find the time. I will force the focus to make sure that I fulfill the roles in my life. You've got to have a little bit of attitude. And can I just say this body of Christ, Christians, you know, a guy I was talking to recently, he said, the church today is nicer than Jesus ever was. And by that, by that, he means this. We're just so mamby pamby on stuff. And, and, And it's time we have an attitude. I said, it's time we have an attitude. And not just, well, I'm just, I'm just tired. <laughs> Shake yourself, stir yourself and fulfill your roles because it is all connected and it does matter. Can I get an amen out of anybody this morning? All right. Let's move on and look at some things here. Just three big things I want to show you this morning about roles. First of all, for your roles, you're going to have to prepare 
but also for some roles you're going to have to repair. I've shared with you before that ministry is both those things. It's people prepare and it's people repair. We would like to think that church, especially back to next generation, to our children, that it's all about preparing them spiritually for life. But you know what? Because other people have not fulfilled their roles and our world's gotten pretty crazy, there's a whole lot of people repair that has to happen at earlier and earlier ages. Are you you following me on that? And so just in life to fulfill these roles, we've got to prepare. We've got to learn. You know, I have people come to me, oh, we're wanting to get married. We're so in love. We met last Tuesday. (laughs) Dude, you don't even know her last name. All we need is love. Yeah, well, how about going through premarital counseling? Why? To prepare. There's things that we've got we've to learn. And for all our roles, we've got to prepare. But here, here's the other part of this. But thank God there's an answer for it. Repair. Maybe the dad you had or the marriage that you watched or, or the bosses that you've had or whatever, you know, they kind of ruined some things for you. You know what? We can get repaired. And for the roles that, that we live in, essentially what this is saying for prepare and repair is this, do what it takes. Do what it takes. There, there are athletes all over the place that are on the injured reserve. You know, it's because the role that they're supposed to fill right now, they can't. You know, they, they hurt their knee. They got a concussion. We're still trying to find their teeth. You know, what, 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 whatever it would be. And they're on injured reserve. What are we doing? We've got to get them repaired so we can get them back in to their role. Are you, you following on that? So it's do what it takes. Do what it takes. And, and let's look at Hollywood for a moment. And, and, and I don't really like Hollywood. I think Hollywood is, is a mushy, weird place in the world. And we pray for them, though. I seriously do. I, I pray for them because they hold so much influence and, and, and just, just drifting, drifting. They have so much attention, so much money that it... That it intoxicates people and then they don't know how to act. They don't, and and they, anyway, you know, you know how it goes. Y'all are subscribers to People Magazine. You know how it goes. (laughs) But Hollywood, to fill a role, people will do about anything to do that. You know, they'll, they'll shave, they'll grow a beard. They'll, they'll shave their head. They'll, they'll lose weight. They'll gain weight. They'll, they'll do whatever it takes. They'll sit through hours and hours of makeup for the movie, the Grinch with, with Jim Carrey, almost four hours of makeup every day for months, you know, just that, you know, just to fill that role and then losing and gaining weight and exercising or whatever, just to fill a role. These folks will do anything to, to do. I've got a picture of a a few of these, uh, the movie castaway with Tom Hanks. Go, Go ahead and show that here. Tom Hanks, he, he lost 55 pounds to play that role. Some of y'all won't lose 55 pounds for your 30th class reunion, you know. It, <laughs> 55 pounds to do that. Anne Hathaway lost close to 20 pounds and had her hair whacked off on, on camera for her recent role in the movie Le Mis. Tom Hardy added 30 pounds of muscle to play Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. And I'm not endorsing all these movies in case some of you are like, oh, I can't follow me, all right? <laughs> Christian Bale lost 63 pounds to play the machinist. And then within months of the close of that movie, gained 100 pounds and a lot of it muscle weight for Batman Begins. And these folks would do anything to fill that role. Uh, listen to me. 
We should just have that kind of drive, that kind of discipline. I will do what it takes to fulfill the roles that I'm to walk in. Amen. Now, it's big things and it's a lot of big things, but it's also some little things. How many of you know that you've got some big things and you've got some little things that, that we need to work on? Well, you know it is. Big things are little things. Little things can make a huge difference. So let's, let's look at an example here real quick. This says, let's eat grandma. But with one little thing, I'm going to rescue grandma. A comma. Let's eat. Grandma, before it was what? Let's eat grandma. Do you you all see this? Little things can save a life. Grandma, it's true. Hey, listen, the real deal is this. Big things, little things. Let's do what it takes. Prepare, repair so that we can fulfill our roles. God is fixing us up so that he can use us. He's not fixing us up so he can collect us. You're saved so that you could serve. There's a purpose in God doing his work in your life. In 2 Corinthians 1.4, it says he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When, we, when they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Here's the principle. Helped people help people. Did you hear that? Helped people help people. And so let's get on our horse. Let's, let's do whatever is necessary in preparation, in reparation, so that we can be all that we need to be, fill our roles in the way that we should. And here's the deal, because it's not just about us. It connects, uh, it connects with so many other people. The other thing that I want us to, to look at, second thing is, is this, the big story. Everybody say the big story. Now, again, this word roles is a theatrical term, and it came from the roll of paper in which the actor's part was written on, and it's kind of come to us, you know, through centuries as roles, but it's a, a, a part, a role that we have. And I, and I want to encourage you this morning to make sure that you're filling all your roles. Be a child of God. Be husband or wife. Be mom or dad, brother, sister, employer, employee, whatever it would be. Fill those roles. But I want you to go past that, okay? I want you to go past that. First of all, if you're doing that, if you're making a good effort on that, are y'all, y'all with me this morning? If you're making a good effort at that, you're doing way better than most. And I applaud you. I sincerely applaud you. But I have to take you further. And this is not... This is not giving you more work, but it's breaking you out of the mold of, I've got my little bubble together. I've got my little circle together. Us four, no more. Because when we get in that mindset, we're going to live out of context. We're going to miss the point. Can you imagine in, in, a, in a play, in a drama, if there's somebody and all they knew was their part? They didn't know the story. They didn't know the setting. 
They didn't know, is this action, comedy, drama, horror? I don't know. All I know, I don't know the other characters. I don't know. All I know is just my little part. Guess what? It's not going to make sense. It won't fit. It won't be good. They won't be able to get into the the right emotion, the right timing. They won't know how to react and and connect with with everybody else. It's just a, a huge, huge thing. So we've got to keep in mind, we've got to come to understand the big picture, the big story. Everybody say the big story. If you don't, you're going to miss the point. You're going to live out of context. You're going to live and think small. You're going to live and think narrow and selfish and misguided. And and here's the real kicker. You're going to feel unfulfilled. And And you're going to be wondering all the while, why am I so unfulfilled? I'm filling all my little roles. And the thing is, because it's not just about your little roles. There's a whole big story. We're part of this big missio day, the big, the big story and mission of God that we're, we all have a part to play and it's all connected. Pastor Rick Warren wrote a little book. It sold a couple copies. Purpose Driven Life. Number one bestseller nonfiction. Um, he starts out the book. I, I actually have a picture of it here for you. I want you to get the first four words of this. Can you see those? Can we read that all together? I, I'm sorry. I, I really didn't hear you. Could I? Can we do that one more time? It's, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about you. There's a big story. There's a big picture. And this whole thing connects with God and his purposes and us fulfilling our roles, realizing that our roles connect with other roles, with other people. Listen, damage and lack and, and insecurities and, and all kinds of things, limitations that we have in our life that you have right now, listen to me, that you have right now, insecurities that you have right now, ways that you behave right now, certain mindsets you have on, on certain things right now are the result of somebody filling or not filling a role properly in your life. And this is a huge factor for us. It's not about just, I, I got my little circle going here. It's about how does my little circle fit with a whole big, big story. And since we're all together here in church today, I want to use church just as an example where we can start to think big story. Say it again, big story. If, if we lose sight of the big story, here's what we're going to do regarding church. We're going to think that church is only for church people. We're going to think that church is only for the already convinced. And when we start to do that, and I hate to get in y'all's business before lunch, but here we go. If that's your mindset, then your concern is going to be on my songs, my seat, and my parking space. I know why you're quiet, but you know, (laughs) all right. But if we lose sight and we just think, Hey, isn't it just about the already convinced? And I could direct you to some churches that, you know, their, their vision pretty much has to do with already convinced and just church people. But I've got to tell you something. That's not the big story. And for us right here, it cannot be the big story. Do we care about the already convinced church people? Of course we do. 
That's a major part of what we're doing, but all of us have to connect that. We've got to do the best job we can do of, of feeding and encouraging people that already, I believe in Jesus, I'm a follower. We've got to feed you and encourage you and, and, and keep you going on. But you know what? If that's all it's about, then we get that us for no more. We lose sight of the big picture. We're in trouble. And so church is not just designed for church people. And, and we're about to go to three services. And, you know, if you have that mindset of, why are we got to go to three services? Can it just stay us? Plus, who's going to be sitting in my chair? What if they're not out of my parking spot? By the... They're probably never going to sing my songs. And, you know, let that be a revealer. Let that be a revealer that we're not thinking about this thing right. And so let me... Let me take this direction here. Next week's Palm Sunday. And I'm going to make an absolute huge deal about Palm Sunday and what that actually means. And the following week, Easter. I mean, I could show up on Easter and just read it to you. And it is so powerful. I mean, we really don't have to put an effort to make Easter exciting. It's just so awesome. And so next week, we're going to have three Sunday morning services. Do you remember those times? 8.30, 10, 11.30. And then the following week is Easter, and we're going to do a Saturday night service at 6. And then on Easter Sunday, we're going to do 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Well, why are you doing all that? Well, last last year, we had over 7,000 people come on Easter. And we want to make room for them. It's not, a, it's not about your song, your seat, your parking spot. We want to make room for them. Well, they, they should come all year. And they'd have their own seat. Anyway, I don't know. back on track. I want to make room for people to hear again a fresh way about Jesus. If that's the only time they ever ever have come. They typically are the lily crowd and they, they just come Easter. I welcome them. There's something in them that honors Jesus. I, 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 I want, I want them to get another, another chance at going at this thing. Are you hearing me? Well, then Palm Sunday and Easter are over, and then we're still going to have three services. And, and, and as a leader in, in church world today, there are indicators that you look at and there's percentages that you look at to make these kind of decisions. One would be the sanctuary. And kind of the percentage rule for a sanctuary is 80% in the United States. Once you exceed that, and then another indicator is parking. Well, y'all been out there. And then children's areas. And let me just say, we're exceeding the, the ratios. We're exceeding the percentages on all three counts. We've got to make more room. Well, can't we just stop right here and just... No, no, it has to be the, the, the big story. Are, are y'all hearing me? And it's not about competing with any other church because I don't believe in competing with other churches. Now, if they're not feeding people, God will lead them away to where they are getting fed. But lighthouses don't compete. We work together to keep people safe and to give them, give them some guidance. And I pray every week, I pray for other churches across the, the, the street from us today. Pastor Mike and Janice Patton, today is their 20th anniversary at Berean Baptist, right across the street. On, beha- on your behalf today, they have a big bouquet of flowers that we've sent them to let them know that we're cheering you on. We're the same team, same team. We love, we love them right across the street. 
And we pray that churches will preach Jesus and their people will love folks and actually walk this thing out. We're, we're all for that. So it's not even about getting more church people. And a lot of church growth throughout, throughout history has been church transfer. I want kingdom transfer. I want people to come out of the kingdom of darkness that don't know God or aren't serving God. I want, I want them to come into the family of God. Well, listen to this. This might shock you. Last, last May, and Sam, you gave me this article here. Matt, last May, 2012, Ocala Star Banner. 65% of the residents in Marion County. Y'all have heard of Marion County? 65% of the residents in Marion County have no church affiliation. Well, I did a little more work. The, the last census, July 2011, there are just under 333,000 residents in Marion County. Do a little bit of math on that. 65% of 333,000 is 216,000 216, people in Marion County that have no church affiliation. Y'all didn't hear me, did you? Almost a quarter of a million people that you and I live with, work with, drive by, see all the time, have no church affiliation. So you know what, folks? We're over our limit on some things. We're making some room. We're making some room so there'll be room for some people to come. So you can pray. So you can invite them and get them in here. Why? Because it's a big story. And that big story includes... 216,000 other people. Well, don't go out of here at lunch and say, pastors believe we're going to get 216,000 people in here. (laughs) Yeah, and you're going to eat grandma too because you don't pay attention. (laughs) I got to scoot. Romans 15, verse 1 through 3 in the message Bible. Everybody say big story. Say it's not about me. And let me just insert this. When we start looking at the big picture and we forget, or, and then we remember it's really not just about me, you're going to be more blessed and more fulfilled and more taken care of than you can imagine. That's the way the kingdom works. Romans 15, verse 1 through 3 in the Message Bible says, Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. I love this next line. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, say it with me, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waded right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled is the way scripture put it. Now, listen to this. And I read this to you last week, but I just couldn't get away from it. I feel like I'm to read it again. This is by Pastor Bill Hybels, Willow Creek Church. And he writes this, the power of the love of Jesus Christ, the love that conquers sin, wipes out shame, heals wounds, reconciles enemies and patches broken dreams and ultimately changes the world one life at a time. And the radical message of that transforming love has been given to the church. There's nothing like the local church when it's working right. 
Its beauty is indescribable. Its power is breathtaking. Its potential is unlimited. It comforts the grieving and heals the broken in the context of community. It builds bridges to seekers and offers truth to the confused. It provides resources for those in need and opens its arms to the forgotten, the downtrodden, and the disillusioned. It breaks the chains of addictions, frees the oppressed, and offers belonging to the marginalized of this world. Whatever the capacity for human suffering, the church has greater capacity. Amen. Amen. Now, one last thing. Do whatever it takes to fill your roles. But then realize it's not just your roles. The better you are in your roles, the more often God is going to say, I'm going to tap on you to help me with this over here because it all connects to a big story. And last of all, I just want to say to you this morning, don't miss your cues. Don't miss your cues. Again, going back to the idea of theater here. God prompts us. God nudges us. God leads us. How many of you have ever, you know what I'm talking about. You've had God lead you to do something before. How many of you have felt that holy nudge before to go do something, take care? How many of you know sometimes it's super obvious and sometimes it's so subtle? How many of you have ever missed it before? It's like, oh God, that was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I've had it happen to me. Somebody be on my mind. They're on my mind. They're on my mind. They're on my mind. Maybe I should call them. Maybe I should go, whatever. They're a nice person. And then I find out later they're in deep trouble. They've got a horrible situation going on. And and the Holy Spirit was just trying to say, can I get you to call them? Can I get you to check them? And it's like, Holy Spirit, that was you, wasn't it? It was you. Don't miss our cues. I miss it. You miss it. But let's get better at this. In this big story, let's, let's don't miss it. Galatians 6, 10 in the message says, As right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Other translations say this, whenever we have opportunity, whenever the occasion arises, look at me, don't miss this. Opportunity, occasion arises. What, what is that? That means it's not our regular role. It's something that comes up and God would cue us. And we've got to be ready. We've got to be listening. You need to make it part of your daily prayer. God, today, lead me. Help me. Help me in all my roles. And Lord, if there's anything else that you want me to do, if there's somebody you want me to touch, to help, to do whatever. I, I remember early, early in, in, in our marriage, I, I, don't, I don't even think Lee was born yet. Alicia and I were shopping in North Carolina. I was on staff at a church up there. We were shopping in North Carolina at a food lion. How many of you remember food lion? We had to be so careful, just so careful money-wise. And we saw another couple, and how many of you know everything's relative? We saw this other little couple and they had a little one. We may have been pregnant with Lee at that point because we were focused on They had a little one and they were, should we put this back? Should we keep this? Should, what should we do with this? And the Holy Spirit at the same time just prompted both of us. Go make their groceries happen for them. And part of my mind is, well, God, how, how are we going to do this? But when you know that you hear, when you know the Holy Spirit's leading, when you keep your eyes on the big picture, you don't have to worry about that because God will more than 
take care of you. And I won't go into the whole story, but we did. We, and we were so blessed. We were just, if, if God never repaid, but he always, he always makes sure that if he prompts you, he'll supply the string of blessings that happen in our life. And we, and listen, over the years we've learned, okay, I'm going to go do this because then I'll be so blessed. Well, there you go again, forgetting the big story. Because ultimately we're blessed to be what? What's that have to do with the big story? But we, we, we did what the Holy Spirit prompted us to do. And we've tried through all our years. Holy Spirit, show us. If we're to do something for somebody, if we're to help, if we're to reach out, whatever we're to do, let's make sure that we don't miss our cues. Let me add this and then I'm going to finish this morning. And this is a caution and a reminder. It is not your responsibility to meet every need, to feed everybody that's hungry, and to right all wrongs. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to do what he leads you to do. What he's already showed you to do in your roles. And do whatever it takes to do those. So that every role that you're a part of, you're improving in that role. Keeping in mind then the big picture. This is an exciting story. I'm glad we get to be in this story together. And the better we do with our roles and then keeping the mindset of the big picture, the Holy Spirit of God is going to nudge you. He's going to lead you. He's going to prompt you. Sometimes very obvious and sometimes so subtle. And we'll learn to hear him better and better. Let's not miss our cues because some of the most beautiful things that will happen in your life happen because God said, I want you to do this and come over here and do that. And you're going to find a living Savior and yourself and a broken situation and watch something holy happen in that place. God is fixing us up. Not to collect us, but so that he can use us. Fill your roles. Do whatever it takes to fill those roles, to grow, to prepare, to repair. Keep in mind the big story and don't miss those cues. And you'll be living a blessed life like you could not have considered before. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.